Welcome to Base Politics. I'm Evan. Wow. I'm Alex. It's Haven't heard that in a while. A while. Uh, it's been a while. We're back from a long hiatus, um, a sabbatical, if you will. Yeah, just taking some vacation. Yeah. Just, I got some hours to use up, you know? Yeah, six months of hours. <laughs> um, I don't know when we spoke to you last. It was in the off season at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, we decided we would uh, get back into it. Um, it's been a crazy year, to be honest. Uh, I got married. Mm-hmm. Um I moved. I got divorced. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, third, uh, uh, Alex moved. Life changed dramatically. Um, and yeah. uh, things have been settling down a little bit. The summer's always crazy. Oh, and God. when you're not, you know, a full-time baseball media person, unfortunately, the podcast gets pushed to the side yeah. sometimes. But Sometimes you have to do your real job. Yeah, <laughs> and things just get a little crazy but we're really happy to be back um we're we're happy to continue uh you know building this thing and uh just you know talking about our favorite thing because at the end of the day we were pretty much doing an unrecorded podcast before yeah. we started this and we've been doing it since then so yeah. we figured we'd just get together this one's going to be audio only we'll be back to video next week um just figuring out some technical details um but uh currently we are recording uh, just audio, uh, so we'll have this up in your podcast feed, um, and maybe we'll throw something up on the YouTube uh, just so there's something there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot to catch up on. Hope you've all been well. Um, I mean, where do we start, really? Um, it's been a good season of baseball overall. Um, you know, I, I've it's it's hard to encapsulate um you know we made our predictions before on twitter um and we did talk about the off season a bit but mm-hmm. we went into lockout yeah. um which is hard to we kind of forgot about that to be honest um that we had a lockout forever. i think that was about when we stopped potting so we were t- we well, that's were, the thing i feel like once that happened it was like why would we record or we're going to talk about nothing you know there's nothing to talk about there was so little to talk about especially when you're just like a weekly like baseball podcasts, like we're we we're labor people, but like we it, there was literally nothing coming out yeah. for like a month, and I think that kind of led to our hiatus. Yeah, um, I'm so glad. Like that that would be a time I would really not want to be like a like a baseball radio person because if you had to show up to work every Monday to Friday yeah. and just talk about baseball, I think you would off, lose your mind. I think the off season is tough anyway. No, yeah, if you're, it's if tough you're, even if you're if a daily if you're a daily podcast kind of person um, or daily radio like. It, it is tough and and i think like you know that's why it's good doing weekly i i mean our goal is to definitely ramp up especially when the postseason happens uh we'd love to ramp up to maybe at least bi-weekly if not like three times yeah. a week maybe um you know we've talked about expanding the content before but we'll uh we'll, we'll see how we'll we'll get back to doing this every week um but i can't i can't imagine yeah like really doing this every single day in the off season and then the lockout happens yeah so I mean, the season overall has been has been great. We've been out to a few games. Yeah, um, we've still been following, like you know, as much as if not more uh, than we did last season. Um, but you know, you make some picks at the beginning of the season, and they don't always pan out. Even at this point, you're yeah. thinking like, oh yeah, there's oh, definitely yeah. some some picks that I've made that have not. Panned I had out. Uh, Jose Brios for Al Cy Young. Um, yeah, that's just. We can stop there. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That, that was horrible. I think we did. We both have the Blue Jays going to the World Series. Yeah, I got I got the Blue Jays over the Brewers, and then the Brewers Brewers are on their way. I mean, they still could technically do it, but I mean, we'll get to some of the moves they made. But uh, yeah, yeah, they kind of sold the house and just said screw it. Which yeah, is, you know that's 
you know, do what you want. But that prediction is probably not. I still, the Jays can easily get to the sh- to the World Series. I think, I, think. Th- I, I think they definitely have a shot. Um, and I mean, I picked the Dodgers over the Blue Jays in six games in the World, or no, in seven games in the World Series. I mean, if yeah, if I was a, a betting man, which I guess I am sometimes, um, you just pick the Dodgers. You're you're not going to lose very often. Like I feel like if you could consistently until things really change in Dodgerland, like if you had a hundred dollars and wanted to make a smart bet. Pick the Dodgers just to go to the World Series yeah. or win it. I'm sure you'll you won't lose that much money. Obviously, you'll lose a hundred dollars if they don't. But like, it seems like the safest bet in sports. Yeah, is to bet the Dodgers. Well, it would probably be Dodgers to make the playoffs. <laughs> That's Dodgers the safest bet make, in sports. You're not yeah. gonna make that much money, but you know they already have what 300 wins on the season. You know, you we'll talk about. You know, it's hard to encapsulate a whole season. Um, in a few minutes, um, especially because you know everyone out there listening has seen a lot of games. Yeah. But we okay, just we're going to start on April first. What yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, we have a lot of ground to catch up, so buckle up. Game uh, one of one sixty two. <laughs> yeah, of one team. Uh, so I think what we'll you know maybe we can go you know thematically uh, look at the season. Yeah, you know, kind of in the. You know, who surprised you and who has disappointed you thus far? Now, take into account that things can change dramatically. That's true. Uh, there's teams that I think my biggest disappointment uh, still has a shot at the playoffs. Um, but, you know, I think and and even our biggest surprises might not make the playoffs. But yeah. I think, you know, if you looked at at least the two teams I have in mind for these, um, I think they're dramatically far from where we thought they would end up and where, you know, fan graphs and other places put their playoff chances. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to start with your biggest surprise. Surprise Let's is easily positive. the Orioles. Yeah. The Orioles, like, I was, if you asked me to predict where they'd be next year, I definitely would have honestly argued for them to be in the playoffs next year because, like, Adley's coming up. Like, if we go back to April 1st, you think, okay, they're going to probably be bad. Grayson Rodriguez is probably going to come up. Obviously, mm-hmm. that didn't happen because he had shoulder problems. I think shoulder problems. Um, so he's not coming until next year. But, you know, you got Grayrod. You got Adley coming. So you got the young guys starting mm-hmm. to play. So by 2023, you think, you know, they'll build around it and then maybe be a playoff team. But no, they didn't even need Adley to get going. Like, they were beating down teams in, like, May. Yeah. Like, playing really good baseball. And... No fluke. They're they're still there. They're close. Like I think they're what two games back of playoff spot. And all of that while moving Trey Mancini and Jorge Lopez at the deadline. And I could I could see how those moves, even within their framework of like we might squeak into a playoff spot this year, are not horrible moves. I mean, mm. Jorge Lopez was really good. Um, they, I think they did a good job moving him though, because I agree. When you look at him, it's a guy who you thought was going to be a starter, and he was horrible as a starter. And then he was pretty bad as a reliever even last year. Move him to the bullpen again, and he so all of a sudden becomes like one of the best relievers in baseball. I think those are guys you sell high on. Yeah. I think relievers are always guys people sell high on. Yeah, they're, they're, there's a shelf life. Year to you know, year, they can the change end, exactly. so drastically. Yeah, exactly. Even the top guys, like Kenley Jansen has had some horrible years yeah. in his career. You yeah. know, like, I mean, horrible in his... Yeah, he's still a Hall He still probably but, had a three-year array. Or yeah. Whatever, but like... Um, some years where he and as a closer and as a reliever, it's like it's a smaller sample size. You don't pitch as many innings. Yeah. So they all have to be quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, no, exactly. Because you're, you're. It. I think 
you know, you're only as good as your last outing is very prevalent for relievers. Oh, yeah. Because you have, you know, you could, yeah, you could strike out the side in a ninth inning in a one-run game, and then the next day you could blow a three-run lead. No one's even going to remember that you struck out the side yesterday. They're like kickers, you know? Yeah, they're like like kickers, yeah. Kickers in the NFL, like... No one notices when you're good. You only get a certain amount of chances, you know? Like, Martin Gramatica, uh, I I remember, and he was watching a video. He was playing for the Bucks. He went, like, five for 19... By week twelve, he was cut from yeah. the team, and he was like a really good kicker overall. Like he, he was. He ain't kicking. Yeah, he, he ain't valuable. You he know? just like cut, gone, yeah, and and he made here. it to week twelve. There's guys that that you'll see week four kickers gone. Yeah, and like relief pitchers are the same thing. Like if you if you go out there and have three bad innings in a row, and you're not like a a guy with a lot of history, like. Enjoy a triple A. Yeah, you exactly. know, like that's or 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 being cut or being DFA'd. Like you're yeah. just not gonna. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna be a long time for you. And those, yeah, that's. I think it's just a good move. They got two pretty good prospects for him. I think Mancini is also a good move. Mancini doesn't fit into your long term plan, probably. I mean, obviously they traded him. Yeah. Um, he's a free agent at the end of the year. Those guys, you got to get rid of. Whether, you have to. It's good to get rid of those guys, even sometimes when you're doing good, which they were. Like that's you could kind of argue the they should. I mean, a lot of Orioles fans I talked to wanted them to be buyers. Obviously, that doesn't happen, but. I think the Orioles did a great job at the deadline too. I, I agree. I, I honestly don't. don't think that move, those moves, see, were as bad as they seemed. From like Mancini's a DH, yeah. Like he's he doesn't have defensive value. So and the DH position in Baltimore is filled. Like you got you got Mountcastle taking at bats mm-hmm. there. You got Santander playing taking at bats there. Like there's just Mancini's a good hitter, but he's not. He's worth more. I think he's worth the two prospects you got. Yeah. You know, like you got good prospects back that are pitchers and so like what a surprise that the orioles went i think they're i think genuinely their playoff are, chances yeah. at the beginning of the year were 0.1 percent yeah. they were a long shot of a long shot so if you placed a hundred dollars on the orioles to to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year you would be yeah i mean you I, might be well who knows there's there's there is still you know there's still a while away from there's a lot of competition two and a half back of seattle for that final wild card spot that's that's a week of good baseball for them and a bad week for Seattle. And Do they have any series against Seattle, you think? They might. They, Let's check. I mean, it's AL team. Because it seems like, you know, if they, if they could play them um, and, and, and beat them uh, in a series, then there's, there's you know, that, that, that's... They do not play Seattle. That makes sense. They, they played Seattle. I know they definitely played earlier. Let's see what happened. SEA. Uh, they... Only played Sia. Oh no, they had a three-game series. They lost two of three, and then they got they had a three-game series and also lost two of three. So they were uh, two and four against the Mariners this year. So that's I don't my... know if I really believe in the Seattle Mariners this year, to be honest. But I didn't really believe in them last year, and they almost made the playoffs. So yeah, I think they're better this year. Um, I think, yeah, but. It's hard to wild, say. wild card one is facing the Yankees, or wild card three, excuse me, is facing the no, not the Yankees. You're not going to face the Yankees, are you? Yeah. How does that work? Uh, one, three, two, four. So your Mariners, Yankees. There's just no like well, the Yankees are going to or the Astros <laughs> or oh no, the Astros. Yeah, no, it's probably going to be the Astros. Yeah, that's a tough matchup. No, it must be. Sorry, it's one, four, two, three. Right, so it'll be the the third team will be playing the the um the Yankees. Yeah. If yeah, if, yeah. if the playoffs started today, it would be the Mariners uh facing yeah, the Astros the, are Yankees the Yankees and the Blue Jays playing the 
But there's three wild card spots. But there, there's a series. So, so think, whoever wins that one. But there's also a buy. I think there's a buy. I think the oh, top true, team gets yeah. a buy. So I think the Astros get to yes. go. It would be the Yankees versus the Mariners. And then the Jays versus the Rays. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh no, would it be the J? No, it wouldn't be the Jays versus the Rays because we got we got the the division leader. We got Cleveland. Cleveland's winning the fucking Central right now. That's how bad that division is. The Cleveland. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could. I have the same surprise. Obviously, I mean, I don't think there's any team in the league that's been as surprising in a positive way. We're, we're using surprise positively um, as the Orioles. I, I really don't think there's any team that even comes close. Um, oh, it doesn't, I was speak, hoping they would have the like playoff picture, but it doesn't have it yet. The biggest disappointment, though, I mean, there's honestly several that you could point to. but I, I actually think, can't think of one. I, think I can think of a couple, but I think really. it's the Chicago White Sox for me. I mean, eh, just another eh. year where you look at the roster and you think, this team, this team absolutely banks. And they are in second place in in their division, mm-hmm. the worst division in baseball. Yeah, I would yeah, argue. The Guardians are beating you out. That's not a good sign. Yeah, Should all respect to the Guardians. They've built a really good no fucking core. No respect to the Guardians. Um, no. no, the Guardians are great. They're only going to get better. Yeah, it just seems like that division is just, and that's how it, the NL Central and the AL Central are both bad. And it's like they're going to send one team to the playoffs. That's my. Mm-hmm. I, I would be shocked if it was any other way. The East and the West, in both leagues, are better, like significantly better. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, the AL East is stacked. They have four great teams in the Red Sox. Um, and yeah. the Twins and the White Sox are tied for second in the division, but they're even two and a half back of the Orioles, and the Orioles are two and a half back. Of a playoff spot, so yeah. there's no way. Yeah, it's whoever wins that division is the only there's, central team going. Yeah, and the Brewer, yeah, the Brewers are fall, falling now. The White Sox just you could uh, you could say the Brewer. I was debating the Brewers as my biggest disappointment, um, and maybe I should. Well, I'll talk about both of them because I think they are both incredible disappointments. The White Sox, I mean, I just I really can't believe we thought, and I think we said on the pod maybe last year that. I, you know, after that ALCS, ALDS exit, you know, losing, only getting one game against the Astros, looking really bad overall. The offense falling asleep. That, you know, I, I don't, the Astros well, are just a way better team. Oh, too. I completely agree. I'm not saying that they performed below their standard. I'm just matchup. saying that, like, they are not as good as the Astros and they were completely outmatched. Um, and, you know, after we saw that, I thought, I'm so excited to read the the you know uh, postmortem of the Tony La Russa White Sox, yeah. where everyone goes to the athletic and says what a toxic you know uh, like workplace culture it was, mm-hmm. and that he was maybe some you know maybe some salacious allegations. Tim Anderson coming out and saying you know certain things. Lance Lynn coming out and saying things. You know, and no, nothing. Because Tony Larissa is still the fucking manager of I the think Chicago done, White Sox. I think they they don't make the playoffs this year. He's gone. I think, but also maybe not because the horrible. owner loves him. He's been well. Yeah, is what's the guy's name in in uh, in who, the owner? Is it Jerry Reinsdorf? Is that the manager? It's Reinsdorf. Yeah, it's Reinsdorf. Yeah, because he he said that his greatest regret in baseball is firing Tony Larissa in the eighties. Yeah, I mean, and this has been you know obviously covered by everyone, but it is really embarrassing. The kind of decisions that Tony LaRusso has made as manager. It is right. Two times this this year he has walked intentionally walked a guy in a one-two count. 
Yeah. I just don't understand the baseball decision. Yeah, I, and, and for one second, there's a new athletic article with Rod, an interview with Rod Carew, who I have so much respect for Rod Carew. He's a cool dude. He seems like a decent guy. But he had this whole interview where he he apparently confronted Manfred. And when they were at, like, they do, like, a Hall of Fame dinner where a bunch of Hall of Famers just eat dinner together, which sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, and Manfred's there. And apparently they all, they were mad at Manfred, which, you know, you have the right to be mad at him. Yeah. He's not been great. But, like, then uh, the quote is Rock Crew being like, oh, analytics is ruining the way people perform. And that's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, stop with, it. like, how are we still doing this? But he has his opinions and whatever. Um. When he says analytics have gone too far, you see that argument. That's show him the Tony La Russa video. That's analytics going too far, or that's also him just being insane, I think, and not understanding what's going on. I don't know how analytics possibly support walking anyone with a one-two count. No, because well, that's the thing. It's like that's why I love fan graphs. Is the fan graphs sees that and they immediately look at the numbers. And obviously, you don't even have to look at the numbers. No, to, if you have two strikes as a pitcher, you have such a huge advantage. Yeah, you can go anywhere. Even if it's 3-2, you have an insane yeah. advantage. Every every Yeah, every count that with two strikes is a pitcher's count. That's just... Any that's, count's a pitcher's count. I'd rather fucking be a pitcher and have a 3-0 count than be a hitter and a 2-0 count. Yeah, you know, I, like, think, I think you're it's right. It's hard. I think you're right. I think that, you know, I just... It, and it's not to hammer on on this you know beat up an old guy or anything like but i just no, like really... respect you can have your opinion on analytics but like also like oh i don't if... mean rod carew i mean i mean tony oh, la russa yeah. i no, mean definitely the dude's falling asleep in, in games and i just frankly think you know it's like it's such a waste and i think the white Sox are gonna you know i think just 20 years down the line we i might be watching a video about the collapse of this white Sox team or not even the collapse because they really haven't gone that far but like no. just how good this team the just roster is, but like at the they just can't. Is bad, though. They, well, yeah, I mean, d- didn't they? Did they make some moves at the at the deadline? I really don't remember, <laughs> to be should, honest. They took De- Jake Deakman from Deakman the Red Sox. was the only one that I. By the way, thank you as a Red Sox fan. Yeah. thank you for taking Jake Deakman and giving us Master Baby Boy for him. Reese McGuire, this guy who jerked off in his car. You remember that? No, no. Yeah, Reese McGuire would before the twenty twenty oh. season got caught masturbating in his car. Yeah. Now he's the starting catcher for the Boston Red Sox. Just who I want. Yeah. He's slick with it. Slick with the hands, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I unfortunately um, do know what you're saying. But Giolito, I don't think Giolito is it. I don't think he's got it. Like, I don't think he's what everyone thought he was going to be. He's had a good good seasons, but I don't know. He just seems very hittable this year yeah. and in years past. Yeah, he's gotten rocked. Every um, time I've seen him pitch, uh, I mean, we watched that Astros-White Sox game where they lost 21-5. to five. hard contact he was just after getting hard contact. Rocked. But, like, they also have a guy who's going to finish top four, at least, in Cy Young voting, you know, and, yeah. and Dylan Cease, who's... Yeah. Another guy I should have put somebody on. I put I found out I put five bucks on Sandy to win Cy Young to win eighty bucks. So we're gonna re raking in some money. Yeah, that's pretty good. There's no way it's Sandy's to lose at this for point. For sure, that was a the other. I made that prediction. The other major disappointment is um, the Milwaukee Brewers, um, and we want. I could argue the Red Sox too. You could argue, you could argue both Red... my teams are the Marlins and the Red Sox are huge disappointments. Well, I mean, they are disappointments. Um, but I mean the the Red Sox it depends on how you view it, you know. I think on Talking Baseball they were talking about the Red Sox and and I think Jake was kind of being very hard on Heim and like saying like 
you know, what is like, you know, where is the, this era has not been good. You know, it's like you, it was a blip last year (laughs) and you return back to mediocrity and below mediocrity. But I think Trevor and Jimmy rightly pushed back. Like, yeah, yeah, but like you want, they won a championship in 2018. Like I'd rather have the Red Sox last 10 years than have the Yankees. Oh, God, you know? I'd rather and have the like, last 50, <laughs> I'd rather the last 20 years of the Red Sox. Yeah, obviously. exactly. And, that's and, so, no and it's like, yeah, the, the, I think you get a lot of buffer time with your fans. See, if you win a championship, what I see is Heim comes in end of 2019, 2020. And I think they had all, I think everyone in the organization had decided 2020, the COVID season was a wash. There was nothing to do there. Didn't have Alex Cora. Everyone was injured or sucked, and the team was garbage. Like the Red Sox, they finished in last. Yeah, and I think Heim's goal was to make it that either this year or twenty twenty three was going to be the competing year, and he was building the team for this year. But then I think last year they were just so good, yeah, and just barreled through everyone and got to the goddamn ALCS and two wins away from the World Series when I don't even think they want they were trying to make the playoffs last year even. Yeah, And so I think what happened is they got good quicker than they thought they would. And so I think it ruined their plan. And then this year, I don't even think they had a plan, especially at the deadline. The deadline was strange. Yeah, Because it was like you're buying and selling, but you're not even committing to either of them. You know, it's like a weird, it's not like a, like you can do buying and selling simultaneously at the deadline, but the Red Sox didn't even do that because like they got worse in all aspects, you could argue, yeah. you know, and didn't get rid of any of the contracts they were looking to get rid of. Like, yeah, well, they are a, that's Bogarts exactly. They JD. are stuck in a. They don't have. They have too many, too much money on the books. And uh, yeah, so another point. Sorry to interrupt, but like, it. Everyone in Red Sox, the sphere of Red Sox Twitter and life, would have assumed that. This season, we could have a potential to still make the playoffs at the deadline. They still were only like two games back of a playoff mm-hmm. spot. And that, I think, fucked them, too. Because they were like, we're close enough, but we're also not good enough. And they, But I thought they were going to get under the luxury tax. But, but they didn't even do that. Because it, it would be fine now if you're under the luxury tax. It's like, okay, well, we're not going to make the playoffs. That's fine. But at least we're under the luxury tax. We got rid of Julio's contract. Yeah. But they didn't even do that. Because I think they realized Julio wasn't worth as much as... They thought because Julio's having a really bad year. Yeah. And the Mets were trying to get him, but then they realized, oh, we can just get Darren Ruff, who actually hits homers. And Vogie. And Vogelbach to make the best platoon ever. Yeah. And picked up uh they picked up someone else too. Um, can't remember the name. But um yeah, I think that there's disappointing in the aspect that I don't think they knew what they were doing all year long. Yeah. I think and you're right that it was a blip last year. It was an accident. Um, it was a good a happy accident. You but know? it just it, it's not yeah, their their plan was not to win yet. Uh, their plan was not even to win this year. But now I think it sets them up really poorly for next year because now they I, have still like the what the fourth highest payroll in the league. Yeah, so and like you're gonna let Xander probably walk. You really don't want to be the fourth highest payroll in the league and not make the playoffs. Yeah, it's, no, exactly. It, it's just you don't want to be the especially you can't be the Yankees. especially this new format where we, there's three wild card spots where it's like if you can't make it with the fourth highest payroll in the league. You're really wasting your money. Orioles are, could potentially make it with the lowest payroll. That's the thing. The, know, AL East might, the AL East might send four teams to the playoffs. Yeah, very possibly. Could the Mariners have a bad month of September? Oh, boy. It could be Orioles, Rays, and Blue Jays. 
That would be fucking wild. I mean, that that would that yes, that's the best division so... in baseball. I will not hear. I the Braves and Mets are nice. I respect that. Well, but it's, yeah, it's they're not. No one's touching the AL East, man. No, of that division not. is fucked. The like Braves and the Mets have the top two teams. Like the uh, the top of that division is amazing. But like, I mean, and the, the Phillies are good. They're a playoff the team. The Phillies are good, but like they're 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 not. The, the Phillies are around the level. Hot take. I think the Phillies are around the level that the White Sox are at. They're not as good as they're. They're just not going to compete with the Braves or the Mets in a seven-game no, no, series. No, they're not going to compete with the Dodgers. Like, they're not going to. They're compete not with in anyone. that upper no, no, no. team. Well, maybe they're not. I think they're the not Cardinals as, are better. Yeah, they're exactly to me. I'm it, ready to eat my words and see Kyle Schwarber take them sure, to the promised land. Sure, though. but I mean, you're just going to get Harper's back. You, you, in the playoffs, the margins matter, and the Phillies remember this. They they learned this, la- or I mean, you could say the Phillies learned this last time. Um, you know when they tried to put a, you know, they won a World Series and then tried to do it again. Yeah, they were just getting killed at the margins because their defense was horrible. But defense, also- I'm not saying defense wins championships in baseball, but in at the margins in a seven over 162 games, playing a horrible defensive team will not affect you that much. It will. Yes. It does affect you for sure. But like you know, it's it's. You're gonna lose a game here and there on defense, but I would argue they could go on a run, dude. Sure, they got Nola, they got Thor, they got Wheeler. That's a, a hard duo to face. Bryce Harper is coming back. Today. Harper's back. They I'm, got Schwarber. I'm not, Cass- you if know Cassianos what? figures his shit out. They're a good team. They're better than the White Sox. That was harsh. Oh yeah, that no. was harsh. But I just mean there. There's two tiers in the in the National League. But there is the Dodgers, yeah. the Braves, and the Mets. And below that, there oh, is... I disagree. I think it's the Dodgers and then the Braves and Mets are another tier. <laughs> That's sure. how good the Dodgers are. Well, I mean, you, you could you could say that. You could say I that. Don't I, I don't know. I think the Braves have a... a I, I'll, I'm ready to eat my words, but I yeah. think the Dodgers very cleanly this year take away the Braves. I think the Dodgers are worse this year than they were last year, and the Braves mm. are better. All right. To each his own. I uh, really do think that. I'm glad. How do you think that? It's nice to think things. I, I mean, how can you not, like they they're they've lost their best starter right now is Tyler Anderson. That's not necessarily true. You got Tony Gonsolin, the guy who's according to people on Twitter is going to win the Cy Young. He is. He has been really good. He has stepped into his own. But, he but be, I mean, no one would talk about this no guy Kershaw. if he was on the fucking any other team. Like if if Tony yeah. Gonsolin was on the Cardinals, a good team, no one would talk about him. Yeah. That's um, that's honestly true. But like, yeah, he's got a lot of wins. He's a good pitcher. Like, he's good. But like I said to you on the phone the other day, I am biased because I love Sandy and I love the Marlins. But like, pitching with no fucking run support is fucking hard. Well, didn't we? Like, being a reliever is hard because you're coming into games that are really close and you have to keep leads, right? Gonsolin's pitching with eight run leads all the time. Like, it's easy. This was the argument for real. Even uh, I mean, even if you just look at innings pitch, like. Even the argument last year, right, it was Wheeler versus Burns for the NL Cy Young. And yeah. the argument for Wheeler was essentially he just pitched way more innings. Like he, he got more, more outs. outs. <laughs> so, like, was he good? Was he better in the innings he was in? He was slightly no. worse on a rate. His ERA wasn't as high and, or it wasn't as low. Yeah. Uh, and there's other things you could look at to say Burns was better. And I think Corbin Burns had an unbelievable year, and I'm glad he won the NL yeah. Cy Young. But the argument for Wheeler was he pitched more innings. Every inning you pitch as a as every a pitcher, out. every yeah. out every is out. so valuable. I would so have voted the for more Wheeler. you can do that, the more valuable you are. And the Cy Young is just the most valuable pitcher, essentially. Yeah. So 
I mean, I, I, I thought Wheeler could have won it last year. I'm kind of glad Corbin Burns did as well. I think Wheeler was a more traditional pick. Anyway, not to relitigate that, but just to say that's why obviously Sandy should win because his ERA is so fucking low too. He's like a one point. Sandy's a better ERA than Tony Gonsolin. Yeah. So you can't even oh, say there's the no whole way Tony Sandy Gonsolin, gives up more runs. There's no way that Tony Gonsolin Sandy's wins the side. He's going to throw 250 innings. Yeah. Like, no one does that. Like, and he's going to do it like... I'm not trying to say that Tony Gonsolin doesn't even deserve to be in the conversation. At this point, I'd put him third in voting. I'd still take Burns over him, though, because Burns is just a better pitcher. But, like, there, yeah, you just, I, I, these arguments, like, like some Dodgers beat writer, Blake Harris, like, respect. He's a good writer and shit. But, like, he put out this whole thing of, like, it was like Alcantara versus um, Gonsolin and all the stats. And it was like, there's a lot that Gonsolin was better in. Um, Except for he didn't put F war up there, which is the one of the good stats to evaluate a pitcher. Sandy has like four double the F war yeah. <laughs> and Gonsolin because Sandy pitches more and gets more outs. Yeah, Gonsolin doesn't go to the eighth inning because he doesn't have to because they have the yeah. Dodgers have a bullpen to save anyone yeah. back there. The, who's the best reliever on the Marlins? Name two relievers on the Marlins. I'll give you twenty bucks. Anthony Bass. He pitches for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, uh, <laughs> you know one Bender. Anthony oh. Bender. I'll give it to you even though he's in AAA. Um, uh, oh, oh, uh, Richard Blyer. Yeah, Richard Blyer, the man of Jewish descent, my favorite guy. Oh. The pride of, I don't know. Lakeland, Florida. But, like, <laughs> the point is, it's like, if Sandy comes out, I've seen it. I'm not even if. If Sandy comes out of the game with a run-run lead and he with eight innings of shutout ball, I'm terrified watching the ninth inning because prob- the Marlins are probably losing. <laughs> it's getting blown, you know, yeah. by someone. Like it's fucking the wins don't matter. So you and he has he's a good amount of wins too. He's like twelve and six. Like said he's still doing. Speaking of the bullpen, I mean, I guess we can move. We'll move on to. I mean, the big news, the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. We'll just catch up on that briefly because obviously everyone out there, we're not breaking any news here. Yeah, breaking news. We're Josh like a Hader month late. <laughs> a San Diego Padre. I mean. What was your kind of instant reaction when the Soto deal went down? For those who don't know, <laughs> I mean, w- w- welcome out from under Juan your rock. Juan Soto is a Pittsburgh Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> like we all imagine. Oh, I uh, wish. Juan Soto got, gets traded to the Padres for Robert the Hassel III, C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore. James Wood. James the Wood. Best prospect in that another deal, the prospect. And initial, oh, and Luke Voigt. Um, yeah, oh, God bless Luke Foy. Initially, Sorry, it was Hosmer. Yeah, well, Hosmer said, fuck no. Hosmer play in didn't want to go to Washington. So Why ended, would you? So he ended up going to the Red Sox, where he currently resides. Um, yeah, he had a little back problem right now. What do you, how do you think? I mean, not maybe not your instant reaction, obviously, because it's so so old um, at this point. But what? how do you think this sets up the Padres? Obviously, he's... Not just for this year, but if I'm correct, is is it just this year and next year? Or is no, it two the, years. It's two and year, a half years, basically. Two and a half years. That's what I thought. So you get 2023 and 2024. So you you know what is your? How do you think you know in the two or three weeks since that happened? How do you think this sets up the Padres going forward? Well, I mean, it changed a lot with the Tatis news. Um, yeah, I guess uh, we. You know, yeah, him I, I mean, we were, that was what I was going to get to next. I mean, um, I think. Like they were at the time, I think a game back of a playoff spot of that last wild card spot, and it was like they're surefire getting that. They just added a, a an eight to nine WAR player. Manny Machado's having a great season, and Tatis is going to be back in like a couple weeks. He was just starting his rehab then, 
Like it was like they were cooking. Like mm. it was ready to go. You were about to get an MVP uh, level player. Yeah, the best hitter on the planet. No, like and eh, no, I think you're top a better three. Hitter. Top three hitter on the planet. He's probably number two. Jordan. Like the biggest acquisition you could possibly make. Yeah, and I I think it was a great move. It's like that's why I love AJ Preller. Fuck prospects. Yeah. I was saying this in the lead up. It's like stop. Like I feel the. I think baseball fans, especially the younger ones, are very into prospects because it's a fun aspect of the game. You know, seeing guys get drafted and you you kind of follow them in the minors until they, you know, eventually make it. But prospects are so fucking hard to predict. Like, like for every Julio Rodriguez, there's a Jaron Duran, you know? I mean, Jaron Duran wasn't the number three prospect in baseball. Oh, now let's make a better one. For every Julio Rodriguez, there's a Jared Kelnick, you know? Yeah. Where guys is, is don't he on the major pan. league roster right now? No, he's in AAA. And guess what he's doing in AAA? Mashing. Because he's good there, but he's not a major league caliber hitter. Yet. yet. He might be. Yeah, he could and it takes it, it takes time. I completely like I'm not gonna count At the least guy he's out. mashing in AAA, to but, be honest. No, yeah. Hundred percent. But like prospects, my point being is like prospect hugging is bad for business. It's good to have prospects and to have a good farm system like the Padres do. Obviously, it helped when they sucked for so many years and they got to pick high. Yeah. But, like, dude, fuck all the prospects. We can get the best hitter, like Ted Williams, basically. Yeah. You just traded for Ted Williams. Yeah. Like, take the house. You can have all the prospects. Like, yeah. they just don't matter. Because why care about five guys that could make it when you have a guy who's made it? Yeah. And you're going to have him for three years at the least. And he's 23 years old. And like, he's, yeah. It's not like you're... You, it's it's one thing to trade po- prospects for aging stars. No, that usually is a bad idea. Argue, yeah, yeah that, that that's usually a bad idea. You know, we've seen trades like that go down. And, and you know, I think there's a lot of relitigation of trades afterwards. You know, yeah. one great example is the Mariners and the Mets had a pretty high-profile trade yeah. 2019, right? Uh, Jared Kalanick goes to the Ma- it goes to the Mariners. Uh, yeah, with Justin D- Dunn. Yeah, Asan Diaz comes to Edwin Diaz, not Isan Diaz. You're right. Well, well, <laughs> Isan Diaz was in the Yelich trade, though. Edwin Diaz comes to AAA. the Mets uh, and is now currently one of the best relievers in baseball. He is the best reliever. Yeah, he's baseball. fucking unreal this year. And it's like okay, at first, you know, you thought. Well, I mean, this guy, Kalanick, came up and big hype. Well, it was also Cano, too. Let's add that. True. Cano, it, it, that was the reason the deal was going on, was to get rid of Cano. Right. Braves, the Mariners Braves made a bad decision. Um, yeah, Bra- Braves legend. Robinson. Padres legend. Um, but, you know, it, I think... What were we talking about? <laughs> but they, 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 they sold the house to get Jared Kalanick because he was coming off getting drafted third overall. Yeah. He was already a consensus top five prospect i think at the time and he was a top he was the number three prospect in baseball for up until he got called up and he was supposed to be the future and who knows he might figure it out but maybe not like and that's why and but the mets got the best reliever in baseball for it obviously he had some bad years yeah and since then but like it's it's so that's still I, you asked the mets even last year Edwin Diaz is having yeah. a decent year. They'll probably still, even before Kellnick gets called up, they'll probably still say they're happy they made that trade. Yeah. You know, it's worth taking on Cano's contract. So, you know, like it's, it's tough to say with these trades, how they're really going to pan out. But obviously we know how the, it's going to pan out with Soto. He's an incredible player. I don't, he's pretty, yeah, we know what he he's is. He's pretty injury pro or not <laughs> injury averse at this point in his, his mm-hmm. career. Um, obviously they only have him for the next two and a half years. So it's not like they signed him to a mega deal. 
And Where they might though. Who they, knows? They might. It's definitely possible. I mean, he becomes a he'll become a free agent at 26, which so he still has a ton of value if he continues putting up numbers like he does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a win-win for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, we really thought, wow, the Padres are going to be. They went from you know, not fringe. Like we all love the Padres. Like I remember, like they were the team we wanted to root. Everyone was rooting yeah. for last year. Like no, well, Tatis was like the biggest star in the sport. You but know? then easy guy to cheer for. And then Soto goes to the team, and you know I tuned in watch, watching his first game, and 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 watching. I I, I like watching the Padres. I it, it's exciting that they're mm-hmm. good, partially because they are one of the smallest markets. They are the fifth smallest market um in in baseball and they are making these kind of moves so your team can do this remember that yeah your team can pull off this kind of shit you don't need to be the new york yankees or the mets or the dodgers to make these kind of moves uh you just need to have a a gm like aj preller um which almost no one does um yeah and people shit on preller because he's made some deals that are very questionable but you got it for like adam frazier but let him cook baby let him cook yeah fuck (laughs) prospects man you'll get some more like (laughs) if you trust like it's all about trust I if can you almost... can trust that everyone, like, if you have good coaching from, uh, from low A to the majors, you can trust that anyone you draft can be developed. Not anyone, obviously, I'm going to turn fucking me into a good baseball player. Yeah. But you can trust that the guys you draft high are going to be uh, made better and uh, given them like you can give them the potential they should have. Yeah, and such. And you can make guys who aren't supposed to be that highly touted and make them good. Yeah. And so it's all it's. That's the whole business. Like, yeah. And you just like, you just hype up prospects that you think are bad and, uh, and then ship them off to other teams. It's brilliant. Just kidding. No, you it's honestly, that. that's, yeah. If you can figure out a way to hype up bad prospects and get them out of town. I don't know if that's town, a thing. I don't know if that's, I'm I, sure it's a thing. I'm sure, there, but I'm sure there's you lots of You can manipulate people. the media, brother. Yeah. Well, I bet that's, a, yeah. I'm sure that is, that is the case. But uh, yeah. Scott Boris does it every day. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. Scott Boris makes everyone look better than they are, even but the best players he has. It really does, you know, we thought after that move that the Padres were consensus World Series, making it to the World Series favorites. Yeah. And then I get a text from Alex that just says, no, Fernando. Yeah. And I thought, I thought another motorcycle accident. I wish. And (laughs) we get the news that, and again, I know we're going over old news. We've been on hiatus. We need to talk well, about it. We don't it. have to intro it. Just say, yeah, just Tatsy's pops. He, there you go. He got pop for steroids. Clostabol. The good stuff. Which, you know, originally it was According ring, to him. Originally it was ringworm treatment. Then his father said it was fungus from a haircut. And as I tweeted, I've been to some real bad barbers and had some bad haircuts yeah. in my day. None of them gave me fungus. No one ever told me I need to get Clostabol for Yeah. It. So... I mean, I'm not call- well. I'm obviously calling bullshit uh, because it's- uh, Tatis is called bullshit too. He even came out and said he. Well, he didn't say he was lying, but I think he <laughs> owned up to it finally. And it's said- insane, you know, and it's just horrible. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it that much because I just think like it's obviously bad and like it's the biggest steroid like grievance since Cano. That's um, even bigger than that. Well, it's obviously bigger than that, but I'm just saying it's the biggest sense that uh, happened. There hasn't been a lot of big ones. Classe, yeah. Loriano, you know, Nelson Cruz, and it, but like it really has not happened to like a guy like Tatis who has you know gone. He was yeah, you had the fucking game by the balls, yeah, as Trevor Plouffe has said. He was the face of MLB the show. 
uh, he was the guy. And now, uh, yeah, it's going to follow him forever. And now I think the Padres, I mean, right now, the Padres have the third wild card spot. Oh, really? Game and a half. Yeah, they're up on Milwaukee. Uh, yeah. Wait. Yeah, and that's oh, with yeah, the, Josh the Hader. Are, are leading their division. And yeah. that's with Hader blowing like three games. Yeah, and then the they ninth. also picked up Josh Hader, um, who... I don't know. It kind of seems like the Padres are geniuses. Like I like he's yeah. been he was like pretty bad for them. Like he was so good. That's what's like. And to then be he was bad for like three weeks and then he was on the Padres and, and also, he's been pretty bad. And also he his wife is like going through like I think surgery. Like she's like very sick or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. Oh, God. But he's going through like real life shit, not just to excuse his performance, but also like. You know, I'm oh. sure baseball isn't the first thing on his mind at the moment. Oh, man. I so, didn't know about that. No, yeah. But shit. like, it's not like that shit happens in life. You're not going to be focusing on fucking no. throwing a pitch. Like, you know. That sucks, dude. Prayers up for uh, Josh's wife. Yeah, that's, I can't that's remember brutal. exactly, but you know, um, something's going on with her. That's all I know. Yeah. I mean, look, I love Josh. But Hader, he's going to come back to form. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's, again, like we said as a reliever, like, you just, it's a smaller sample size inherently. You know, because you only yeah. you pitch a couple days, maybe three days in a row, and then you have a couple days off. But you just get one inning. Yeah. You know, and if you're Josh Hader, you get the most important inning. So like, you fuck up like, if you fuck up like ten times, you know, like in a in like like three months or something, it like looks really bad. But yeah. like it's and it inflates your ERA because you don't have as many innings to spread your ERA yeah. out over. So it's like, you know, it's just it's a brutal job, and and I really think relievers should get paid more. But I also think it's good for Josh to be on the Padres because they, I mean, I thought it was great, obviously, because I thought, you know, they're a really good team that's going to contend for it. And mm-hmm. obviously throwing the bag uh, and the whole farm system at like winning now, like win, yeah. win, win. Like and we're not waiting at all. Because like, well, they thought Tatis was coming. And, you know, I think... You know, seeing Clevenger be like, yeah, he def- this is the second time he's disappointed us. You know, he's fucking yeah. reckless driving his motorcycle. And um, yeah, we did it all year without him. We're going to keep doing it without him. And yeah. it's like, you got to kind of have that fuck, not fuck you mentality, but just like, we got everything we need mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, it's We're like, to go. You, 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 you go to battle with the army you have, you know, yeah. you like, you, and the Padres have a pretty fucking solid army. They, yeah. they got a team that like of, of guys that can bang. Uh, yeah, Manny Machado like, yeah, if, is if, ridiculously if, good this year. If Devers popped for steroids, the Red Sox all would have been fucked. Like yeah. it would have been sell everything, get them all out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, collapse. but the Padres are good enough to still maintain. Yeah, that's how that's how good the Padres are. I mean, yeah, that's how good knock on wood, Soto is. Um, Soto will continue to you know be a, a huge improvement, but uh, yeah, really kind of sets up an interesting uh, postseason. Um, so. We'll maybe catch up. We, we that's the season so far. Um, today, uh, we got a, a big news. I'll pull up a uh, Twitter to have it uh, here. But uh, Julio Rodriguez. Speaking of Mariners prospects, Julio Rodriguez has been fucking amazing. He has been so good. Yeah, that's a really good. Uh, and you know, went to the home run derby. You know, was an all star. Um, Really, just an amazing, amazing rookie campaign from him. Um, and we've seen some big rookie contracts this year, a couple. Um, we saw uh, Michael Harris get, not a, not a huge contract, um, but we saw him get an eight-year, $72 million contract, which, mm-hmm. good for him. Um, 
a 20, 21 year old getting that kind of money after That's not even a full season money. is uh really good friend. He'll be 29 when that ends. Like he still will have us like a serious portion yeah. of his career probably left after that to make even more money. And, and if he's the kind of star that the Braves think he is, then, uh, you know, it'll be amazing to see. Um, he'll be, cause how old is, how old is Freddie? Is Freddie like 32. He's 32. So he'll he's be, turning yeah. 32. Yeah. He signed like a similar deal, more money. And a slightly later in his career, but yeah. like he ended up almost like um, the Braves just, you know, they love, they love how like getting guys locked up. Um, and well, it's because like Alex Anthopoulos has an Epstein style island and he just sends the guy <laughs> rookies there, gets some pictures of him. I think it's very And then good. he says, hey, I got this picture of you. Why don't you sign this contract? I huh? think honestly, I think it is a bit of a cult in Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, they, get, they get these guys. Who are because the thing about the Braves, and I think I didn't really understand because I love the Braves because of Freddie, and and I've just continued to love the Braves without Freddie. We didn't even really talk about that over the off season, mm. um, but uh, tough to lose my boy. Um, but we, you know, the the Braves used to be one of the only teams that you could just watch their games live in certain parts of the country. They were actually showing national games because. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who what who carried them, but uh, they they were national games for many years uh, until like the mid 2000s um, when Bally took on the the rights. So th- there's a large portions like you know Mississippi, Alabama, um, uh, you know even like Louisiana, like ma- major parts of the South don't have MLB teams, but they could watch the Braves. Yeah. and so they just, especially during the Glavin Maddox kind of era of of dominance in the late 90s um and then long years of mediocrity afterwards they were like they have such a huge fan base in like that region like mm-hmm. uh, uh, that guys that are p- coming up now were huge Braves fans yeah. when they were younger Austin Riley grew up in Mississippi um Michael Harris is from Georgia like they get these guys that cheered for the Braves growing up and they say, and they're like, so they're playing at home or like, you know, for their home team as close as they can. Yeah. And they're kind of like, they build this great environment. Lots of everyone who comes up is good. They're competing every year. They have a great GM. They build a really positive environment mm-hmm. um, and a great ownership group. It's a publicly owned company. So there's like a lot of accountability there uh, compared to, you know, just being owned yeah. by a billionaire. And, you know, they, I think they just get guys young and they're like, hey, like, pretty great here you know like wouldn't you just want to like play here for the rest of your career and they give like a pretty serious home down discount and like why wouldn't you you know what i mean especially if yeah. you're michael harris like we'll see if von grisham gets that kind of contract in the, in the off season yeah maybe to lock him up i mean ozzy obviously ozzy and ronald aren't from georgia or anything like but they were homegrown talent in terms yes. of like coming up through their uh the the minors um, and they just build in, you know, kind of a, you know, a mentality of like, yeah, like, don't you like it here? <laughs> like, yeah. and, and I think that's intentional, obviously. And, and it, and it benefits them a lot. It benefits the players because Michael Harris is like, great. I'm a millionaire. Yeah, I'm multi-millionaire now. I'm 23 years old. I'm guaranteed all that money. I could break my leg tomorrow and still be, make $72 million. And like, that's great because it takes it allows you to just play baseball. You could retire. And the Braves are like, if Michael Harris becomes a star, then they have a star locked up for seventy two like less than ten million dollars a year. 
Yeah. Like that is incredibly valuable. And I think Michael Harris has what, like they obviously see something in him and why wouldn't they? You know, he's been, he's been incredible in his rookie campaign. Yeah. You know, so even if he pans out to be a league average player, they're still getting a deal long-term because even if he hits ARB, you know, like you're going to have to, it just keeps people happy. Keeps people focusing on baseball. Speaking of keeping people happy, focusing on baseball, young players, Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. Has signed a massive, massive extension with the Seattle Mariners. We're going to... Yeah, $210 million so, guaranteed, no matter what. So let's let's just read Passon's thread on this so we can you know get the details. There's a lot to digest on Julio Rodriguez's extension. The deal could be for eight, 13, 16, or 18 years. It guarantees Rodriguez $210 million. If it maxes out, it will be the largest contract ever, four hundred and seventy million. That will be passed uh, this offseason with Trey Turner. But yeah, true. <laughs> the base of the deal is for eight years and one hundred and twenty. Includes this season and runs through twenty twenty nine. After twenty twenty eight, the Mariners must decide whether to pick up a club option. Uh, the size and length of that depends on Rodriguez's performance in MVP voting. The option is for eight or ten years on top of the original deal. <laughs> Uh, it can range anywhere from 200 to 350 million. If they pick up the auction, his guarantee in the deal is at least 320. So it can go. It's absolutely insane. So he could, he, he could, he will at the very least make 210. He'll probably make 300, and he could, it, it, he could make 300 million dollars and be a free agent uh, at his 30th birthday, just before his 30th birthday. Yeah, which is wild. To yeah, think it's a about a lot of money. That is, uh, if it maxes out, it will be half a billion dollars. That's just an insane fucking deal. That's hard to even. It like, almost worries me because that's insane. That's so much money. That is so much money. But also, like, yeah, I always think it's like, oh my god, how do you, you know? It's I think about it on both sides. Obviously, like you know, it's the definition of risk reward. You know, team is risking spending at least two hundred ten million dollars on this kid that they've seen become an MVP candidate. But who knows? Maybe Julio can't hit next year. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's probably one of the next big stars of the league. But it's like, yeah, it's like such a weird. I always think about it in both aspects. It's like it's so great to see guys get paid, but also it's like you could get paid more. But who gives a shit? You get paid, get yeah. paid more. At the end of the day, I think it's risky though. I think it's more risky for the team than it is for, especially this one. I think the Michael Harris one is a little different, but yeah. this one is way riskier. Is- not especially spread out over eight years is really not that much but, of a risk. No, I mean, this is no disrespect to Michael Harris. I think he's a great player. I don't think he's going to be this like 30 home run, 140 way to once created player. I think uh, he's going to be an insanely good defensive center fielder that can hit. That's fine. And obviously, I'm not. Then he's worth. Like, I'm not saying he's, there's no chance. He's he worth like seven. He's worth like seven million dollars a year then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like but, it, it, you would be paying. There's people, there's players like that that are making that like after arbitration. Yes, of course. But yeah, I think the Braves kind of get a really good deal for on him. Yeah. But, yeah. Julio, they're paying him like he's been here and this is free agency. Like that's a huge deal. Because who, who we saw this, we saw this with season. Wander, though it wasn't as big. It was nowhere near as big, frankly. Oh, no. We saw Wander's this- deal is fucking huge yeah is it it's like the same amount of money is it's it probably really more money yeah no it can't be more money oh well, it it's has longer. to be more it's money. longer it's though. longer yeah, yeah yeah that's right um so we're seeing this you know this and, is uh, on wander for one second i don't know if it's just twitter but 
People are sleeping on this kid. He's fucking hurt, and they're acting like he doesn't exist anymore. I honestly it's forgot fu- about him, to be it's honest. It's crazy, though. It's like, of course he's not playing. He's not. He has zero value. But this kid is still, like, the consensus number one prospect for years. Yeah. And has proven he can hit in the big yeah. leagues. He's going to be fucking fine. Yeah. He's just injured. It's so crazy, like, how... I noticed this in UFC a lot, because UFC is very... You're only good as your last fight, because you don't see these guys every day. Yeah. They fight every few months. So... People will forget about fighters easily, but I see it in baseball. It's wild. It's like, yeah, he just has a shoulder problem. Of course yeah. he wasn't hitting well. Like, that's why he had surgery. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's just like, Adley and Julio are great. I short, love them. Short memories. You don't, yeah, yeah, you're only as good as you, you were yesterday. But, um, dude, it's fucking crazy. Like, like I said, I don't know if I said it on the pod or just said it to you, but like, I will not be surprised if in, by the off season, Adley has a deal like that. Yeah. Because, like, Adley's kind of he puts me in that Michael Harris, like, like he's obviously getting way more money than Michael Harris. Yeah, but like, oh, for sure. At the worst, Adley is an elite, elite defensive catcher who had who will be at a, a above league average hitter. And he's a switch at hitter. At the least. Dude. And he's, he's a switch hitter. switch hitter. And he hits both sides pretty well. And he can hit for power. If he, like, he, the power is there, but if he even gets a, even more power and he can hit 20, 25 home runs. 130, 140 way runs created. He will be the He'll best have eight, catcher nine in more. the league. Yeah. Unquestionably. He'll be the best catcher we've ever seen. Like, yeah, we're like, we have talked at length on this podcast about how shallow the catcher position is right now in modern baseball. The fact that the Astros, the best team in the American League, have, employ two catchers. And more than often, more often than not, they employ Martin Maldonado behind the, the plate. Yeah, even though Who they traded like for a better catcher. A 147 batting average. That's I'm I don't actually know that. That just came to I'll mind. Pull but, that up, but like he is a horrend he's like one of the worst hitters in the league. Um and then they have Christian Vasquez, who does hit well but doesn't call games well. Um so it's a good mix though. It is a good mix. And I'm glad I mean picking up Vasquez at the deadline makes sense for sure. Um I think that, you know, most teams kind of employ that same approach of having a catcher who hits and can pinch hit for you, DH sometimes, and having a catcher who's better defensively. The Yankees did that for a long time with Sanchez and uh, Higgy. They kind of do that now with Trevino and Higgy. Um, but it, it's, a, it's a good strategy uh, overall. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's how shallow the catcher position is. Adley, a switch-hitting catcher who hits for power and potentially hits for average, 68 way to runs created plus for Martin Maldonado. Yeah, he's... point two war. He's so bad, dude. I mean, Vasquez has to have at least two war. Yeah. Like, Vasquez is a good player. Yeah, he's 1.5 He can hit. He can hit. That's fine for a catcher. You don't need that much there. No. And it's just, yeah, it's just because of defensive metrics. You don't, like, there's so much defensive value for catchers. It's mostly a defensive position. So, yeah. Glass now signed a one year extension today. We can, you know, I mean, I'm not Uh, sure. Looking at it, though, sorry to interrupt, but it's really just. they're giving him more money next year because they're the extension. It says it's thirty million dollars, but it's so they're paying him five million more next year, but it's twenty five million for twenty twenty four. They're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna pay him that. I think they're gonna trade him. Yeah, we'll see. But I think it's to get more value out of him when they trade him. Right. I would be very shocked if the Rays paid him 
25 million dollars for i know he was i didn't watch the episode yet but he was talking about uh hearing his name and trade rumors on the chris rose rotation um so Mm. if you want to hear more about from glass now on that i'm sure you can go listen to that it's Um, no disrespect it's just that's how they run the show there that's how the rays do business i mean i feel like we talked about everything we want to except for let's just give the people a preview of some of the big series to watch this weekend um braves cardinals starts tonight um, well, all these series start tonight, obviously. That's a good one. That's a good Braves Cardinals are great. I think that could be a p- playoff preview. Um, I think that, I mean, who, who do we got on the bus? We got Strider versus Quintana tonight, which I think is a great matchup. Um, Strider has been elite, uh, 2.95 ERA. Quintana just above a three with a 3.45. I really like that matchup a lot. And then tomorrow it'll be Morton versus Montgomery. Um, two, no, was Montgomery on the Pirates? Ever? No. Um, yeah, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of Ty Young. And then Odorizzi, a couple old guys. Odorizzi's not that old. But him and Wainwright on the bump uh, on Sunday. I really like that that matchup. Um, yeah, I do think that's a potential NL. Pause for one sec. Absolutely. I'm on the brand new Fangraphs app, mm-hmm. by the way. Great app. But look, at, they actually show you. Yeah, oh, God, I fucking wish. Please. A please win sponsor us. They put win probability, right? So yeah. we got... Uh, the Cubs and Brewers are matched up. The, they give the Brewers a 63.1% chance to win that game from before it even starts. The Dodgers and Marlins are facing uh, oh off. No. The Dodgers. Yeah. You know, they're a pretty good team. 90%. Marlins, not good. Uh, Sandy is also not pitching this evening. They're giving the Marlins a 48% chance to beat the Dodgers. Wow. That doesn't even make any sense because, like, the Marlins are definitely worse than the Cubs. There's no nah, way. they're about as bad the as Marlins the Marlins very easily got swept by the Dodgers last week. Like a week ago. Yeah. Like, there's no way. The Rockies have a 27% chance to beat the Mets with, I think, Scherzer starting. Isn't that crazy? Actually, no, it might not be Scherzer. But anyways, that's just insane. Sorry. So Honestly, <laughs> most of the other series this weekend are like... I, I don't want to say lopsided, but you know we're at that time of the year where like Pirates, Phillies, yeah, Angels, Jays. Yeah, like, it's like if it isn't two like playoff potential teams, then I'm not as interested. Well, do I have a barn burner for you then? Reds matching up with the Washington Nationals oh, this weekend. Man. That's who I want to watch. That's a uh, Astros Orioles. That's the series to watch this weekend. If you're gonna watch a series, that's actually kind of. I mean, that is two playoff teams. Reddish um, versus McCullers tonight. I like that. I think you know. Yeah, watch Braves Cardinals for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's 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 the one I would watch. Who um, gives a shit about the Yankees and the A's? And let's do a little standings update. Uh, just so Yankees seven and a half games up of the Rays, who are only a half game up on the 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 Jays. Is are the Boston Red Sox eliminated? Is that what that means? Uh, what? Like the fact that it's in black. This is. You know, you see how like it's a different color. Oh no, because it's uh, probably your favorite team. That's why it, why it is. Anyway, I don't think they're eliminated. Uh, also, no, no one's the Pirates are still have a chance. Okay, no one's been eliminated. That's good to know. Um, no one, it's, it's impossible to get. I got eliminated. a lot of money on them. So, uh, <laughs> um, the Central is a terrible division, and Cleveland is up four games on both the Minnesota Twins and the Chicago White Sox. The that's a lot of Twins games. own the the tiebreaker there, if you're interested. And the Twins are on a six game losing streak. Um, so that's pretty brutal. After um, all those moves they made. Yep. Not good. Not a good team. Um, you know, Houston obviously crushing. Uh, I, I mean, I'm really t- – the Mets are only two games after the Atlanta Braves. The Braves have a harder series this weekend. 
The Mets are playing the, the Rockies. Yeah, I think the pretty easy sweep. For I the Mets. think that it's going to be. We might end up with. I hope we just don't lose. I hope we can win two out of three, and stay like you know within the the three or four games back of the the Mets. Uh, but we won three out of four when we played them, uh, and then you know uh, swept the Pirates. Mm. I guess not. I'm I'm proud of that. Uh, we swept them in a game that and beat them like thirteen to one in a game that uh, O'Neill Cruz yeah broke the Statcast record. Kirby Yates came out in relief for that one. Oh no! Oh no! He's not looking good. He is not good old man. Not looking good, old man Kirby. Um, St. Louis is six games up of Milwaukee uh, in the Central, and the Dodgers are nineteen and a half. Who cares? Um, the wild card is currently, if the uh, season were on today, and the AL, it would be the Tampa Bay Rays with the, the top spot. Toronto, uh, half a game back, or a game back of them. Um, and then Seattle uh, getting that third spot. But Baltimore is only two and a half behind. So they can make it. Who are the it. Jays playing this weekend? Uh, the Jays are playing the Angels. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, I said that already. Uh, that's tough. Yeah, the Red Sox are playing the Rays, so the Rays should be able to sweep. It's a pretty think- easy sweep. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah, the Rays could pick up a, a fair amount of ground there. Um, and then in the National League, uh, Atlanta is 10 games up uh, in, in the, of that first wildcard spot. So it kind of depends on sense. whether they pick up that division. and the, They're going to have a playoff spot either way. They, I hope they win the division um, because I think that will guarantee them a better spot, but it's only the top team in each league that gets a buy, right? There's no, so, yeah. and um, still to not play baseball is really good. Yeah. Like to not have to play to move on is obviously the hugest advantage you could ever ask. Definitely. For. The Phillies are two and a half games, uh, up of the Padres who have the last wild card spot. Um, and Milwaukee's a game and a half behind them. I can't really see any of the other teams. I mean, you have, San Francisco is behind Milwaukee, you know. So, yeah. and then it, and then it's the Arizona Diamondbacks. Like it's, it really thins out after that. Um, I think it's it's going to be, um, you know, one of those three teams, one of those four teams, four teams, three spots in both leagues, basically. So, I mean, yeah, that's basically how how it is. Um, so yeah, hope you uh, enjoyed uh, listening to us talk again. We're really excited to be back. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll post this on Twitter and everything, and feel free to uh, you know tweet us recommendations, telling us our takes are good, bad, mediocre. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.